Hey everyone, and welcome to the Games Are Fun podcast. Today we are giving you a special episode of the PS5 exclusive Returnal. We are giving our review. My name is Luke Armstrong. I'm your host. Joining me are two wonderful people. First off, we have Adam Beagle. Adam, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm very excited for this episode and talk about a great game and excited for our special guest that we have with us here too. Yes, absolutely. We have a special guest joining us today. The Games Are Fun podcast community might know him as BLP Entertainment or his more juvenile name, but Lord Primus, <laughs> um, that he was formerly known as. We have James Halliday joining us. James, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I uh, I don't know if you can see it, but I just got my vaccine yes. sticker. So uh, that's I was pretty stoked to get that. Yeah. I've been sometimes so i'm feeling i'm feeling good and in a few hours i'm probably going to be feel real bad <laughs> well yeah well let's hope you you make make by hopefully with no out too many symptoms uh tomorrow and everything like that that sounds like which which uh vaccination did you get out of curiosity i i got the moderna okay i don't know anything about that's but that's like the question everyone asks me so i feel like it's like my due diligence to ask it now right of like yeah. i know. think the the gist is like Pfizer and Moderna are up there at like 90, mm-hmm. 95% or something like that, real high. And then the um, AstraZeneca is at a 65, but that's not a bad thing because as long as the, like most of the population has a, is above 50% immune, then everything's going to be going right. good. So if you don't get the first two, getting the AstraZeneca is also really good. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, as time continues, like the biggest thing for like you and I, James, we're Canadian and the rollout of vaccines in Canada compared to our neighbors down below has been a lot slower. So, yeah, we like I, I'm, I'm I'm ecstatic that you were able to get yours. I get mine in like two weeks, my first dose as well. So um, hopefully by like end of summer, most people have been able to get their hands on it. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And a good <laughs> reminder to go get vaccinated to anyone listening. Yes. <laughs> Um, well, welcome in, James. We're, we're really happy to have you on. Uh, before we swing into the action, we wanted to mention that episodes of Games Are Fun air every single week. Each week, Adam, myself, Steven, and sometimes a guest like James or, or Nishan, like we had a couple weeks ago, we join together to talk about video games. Uh, we talk about recent game releases, give reviews on those recent game releases. We also talk about video game news, trending industry topics, and uh, pretty much everything video games we talk about here on Games Are Fun. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all your pretty much mainstream podcast services. All you have to do is search for Games Are Fun Podcasts on your podcast platform of choice, and it should pop up on there. Um, also, this episode is being live-streamed over on twitch.tv slash gamesarefunpodcast. Um, so if you're not catching these live shows, you got to catch them live. They're a lot of fun. We got chat going on um, while the shows are, are being recorded, so it's like you're, you're missing this meta show that's going on in the side. Uh, so make sure you're coming out to those. But if you can't catch the show live, all the live streams are archived on our Twitch, um, as well as upload on our YouTube channel. And if you're listening to this right now, we would super appreciate it if you took five seconds to go into the show notes of this episode, click that YouTube channel link and subscribe to that channel. We're trying to get as many subscribers as we can so we can get that custom YouTube URL link, which is 
a huge achievement actually you need like a thousand subscribers and i'm like man that seems like a pretty hefty ass but i guess you got to do it if you want that custom url so uh please sub over on our youtube channel um and lordly <laughs> in our twitch chat just now pointed out that <laughs> we weren't recording last week oh and the week before that because we got lazy <laughs> which is pretty pretty much true um so i will say apologies for the last couple weeks we haven't done an episode uh just like a whole lot going on especially with me uh just like a lot of mental health stuff started new medication um and so it hasn't been as easy to coordinate the show so thank you for your patience but i have something really exciting to share because not only are you getting one episode of the games are fun podcast this week you're getting two episodes this week the first one being our returnal review and tomorrow over on twitch that is may 13th over on twitch.tv slash games are fun podcast lord the king s dot and adam are you joining on this one or are you gonna skip it uh i don't believe so okay. i haven't put enough time into it fair yeah. enough yeah well lordly king s dot and I are going to be giving our review of Pokemon Snap for the Nintendo Switch. We're really excited. Um, Steven probably has way more hours in it, and it will probably have a lot to share. Yeah, he says, I, I've played 50 hours. I, I need to check mine. I'm probably, I feel like I got to be at like 20-something hours. We'll see. But we're going to be doing that on May 13th, 6.30 p.m., twitch.tv slash games are fun podcast. And it will go up on audio services as well as youtube the next day on the friday i gotta say i'm i'm a little surprised he only has 50 hours in considering that he had what was it like 24 hours when the game wasn't even a full two days old <laughs> at the time i think it was yeah yeah it was nuts that release date was like <laughs> i couldn't believe like how many hours you logged into that but anyways <laughs> all right let's jump into this review guys so Returnal. So I'm going to start with you, James, our guest. So what we're going to do is we're going to go quick impressions. Okay, so I thought it'd be good to kind of just start off with, you know, what do we think of the game as overall um, with our experience? You know, have we completed it? Have we rolled credits on it? And in my case, are you still trying to beat it? And, you know, maybe just kind of give give your overall take of it. Cool. Well, why don't you just dump that all on me yeah, at once? Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> uh, I have not beaten it yet, but I've been playing uh, a lot of it, and it does it does uh, doesn't help that Resident Evil Village also came out like literally the next week. But uh, I I have been enjoying it immensely. I've been coming back to it even with Resident Evil. I just shell Resident Evil for a bit and then play like two nights of Returnal. Uh, so I got to about, I think, the fifth biome now, but uh, it's been uh, <laughs> it's been kicking my ass for sure. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm I'm loving it. Nice. It's everything I want out of like, I'm not even a huge fan of that. Uh, the rogue light genres with procedural generated uh, levels. But what I've been playing of it has been like the atmosphere the gameplay, the mechanics, everything about it is super appealing to me. And I absolutely love sci-fi, so that helps a lot. So yeah, it's been it's been a huge plus. It's been my so far game of the year. Wow, that's awesome. That's 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 great. How about you, Adam? 
Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, yeah, so far, game of the year for me as well. Although I know we're, we're coming into gaming season, there's going to be a lot of strong entries coming up. So we'll see if it can hold the crown and for how long. But yeah, it's, it's really great. Really enjoying it. I'm not sure at what point. I, I did roll credits on it, but I haven't done everything you can do in the game. I have 22 hours logged into it. But some of that was like post-completion of right. the game or at least the... I don't know if you want to call it the sort of neutral ending or norm normal ending, I guess. I don't want to get too much into <laughs> spoiler territory here. But uh, so there's more that I can do, but I have beaten it, I guess, in under that 22 hours, maybe somewhere around like 18, 19 that I rolled credits. And then I put a few extra hours in after the fact, but really enjoying it so far. It's really great. Highly recommended if you have a PlayStation 5. It's a great uh, it's a great use of the controller. That I kind of had some beef with it at the start, but I really came around on it. And it's it, it really does display the graphical power of the PlayStation 5 as well as the Dual Sense controller. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely have a, a point made to talk a little bit about the PS5 Dual Sense so we can talk a little bit about that. Because, yeah, they're really trying to show off that new piece of hardware with their, you know, first big first party game of 2021 and uh you know still kind of in that launch window of the ps5 so definitely gonna talk about that my overall impressions of it is so first of all i have not beat it okay i uh i wish i had had beaten it by this point but i have not because this game is extremely challenging for me <laughs> um yeah adam's adam's shaking his head over here and and I, I'm over here like the day, a couple days it came out, I felt okay because you, James, you were saying like you had a couple issues too. So I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. I'm like, Adam's just probably some insane person who is is the one off. And then you're starting to get the hang of it and I'm still left behind. And I just feel like, man, I don't know what it is with this game, but I can't, I don't know. So I, I will preface it by saying uh th this genre you mentioned james of roguelite i i'm also not kind of that's not really my wheelhouse i'm not really a fan of those types of games because they usually are a bit of a challenge and i uh sometimes don't have the patience for those types of games and i i it's weird because i like playing it and i enjoy the loop of it but what is infuriating is when i feel like i I get a really good run and I get to a situation where I just get bombarded with enemies or I get backed into a corner in the wrong way and my health situation or, you know, I, I get the roll of the dice and my my seed or whatever of my, my run is like <laughs> just more challenging like to, to progress through through what my to my objective. Right. So. I don't like that like inconsistency of the runs, but um, I don't know. It's it's really hard to like give an overall impression when I'm I'm left not really infuriated by it and really mad at like not being able to progress any for further, but at the same time enjoying what I've played so far and like still a little bit inside me wanting to keep pushing forward for it. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I love hate relationship right now. 
Yeah, you both mentioned the the roguelite thing, and I will say that I am a big fan of of roguelike games, roguelike, roguelikes, roguelites, you know, whatever. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of that genre, so I'm not saying that that is what makes the game easy for me because this is a this is a fully 3D roguelike game. Like this is unlike any other rogue like game that I've played because they're typically all 2D or top down or something to that effect. So. I can't even say that I've had experience in in that genre of gaming because this is totally different. Again, totally 3D. Um, it just I don't know. It it just clicked with me and I kind of breezed through. I I consider it a lot easier than most roguelike games, to be honest. But it's great. It's well, look good. at you. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> that was wasn't meant to be like no, a, I just tooting I'm my just own kidding. horn, but <laughs> that'll come later. Yeah, that comes later. Yeah. Um, okay. So it sounds like we, like, you really like it, James. Adam, you obviously really like it. I'm still kind of like on the fence with it, but our impressions are are good. So at any moment, like leading up to this game's release, did either of you have any hesitation about it? Because, you know, this is Housemark, right? Um, they typically have made more arcadey type of games, uh, smaller in scale i guess you could say this is their really first big game to this this level of uh fidelity and and size and there was a lot of people i i think leading up to this game's release that were on the fence of like i don't know if this is a game for me i'm not sure what to make of it yet we've gotten a couple trailers i don't necessarily know what the loop is yet um at what moment like were you sold to to check out this game and then once you now that you've played it did it meet those expectations? So James, I'll go back to you because it's been a minute since you've talked. Yeah, when I first, when they first reveal, revealed it, God, um, it was during one of the state of plays, right? It was last year, um, just coming up for the uh, PS5. Yeah. I remember seeing it, and I remember sitting, going, "Okay, so it's Alien meets Groundhog's Day." <laughs> um, kind of, <laughs> uh, I, I get it, and uh, I figured, you know what? I'll throw it down on my list, but it's very low on my priorities of games to get and then uh as we got closer they started revealing a little bit more and uh the trailers i think it was it was a few weeks before the game actually released where i was watching one of the their newest trailers and i mean like i was like i'm sold like everything in it from i started to see more of the aesthetic i started seeing the atmosphere in the world and hearing stuff about the controller and i was like you know what I'm in. Like, I just, everything about this. See, Alien's my favorite movie. Like, one of my favorite movies. As far, far, far as sci-fi goes, it's it's my top. Like, I, I watch Alien over Star Wars any day. I just absolutely love the atmosphere. I love the H.R. Um, Giger's designs and all of the, uh, uh, the creatures. And I get every ounce of that from this game. And so, like, seeing more of it and seeing how it, how it actually progressed, I was like, you know what? I, I can play this game. I, I know I can do it. So I, I got on board and I, I pre-ordered it. Nice. That's awesome. How about you, Adam? Yeah, I think this was one that I was kind of sold on from the beginning when they showed it at the PlayStation 5 reveal event that they had. Because it did, like, as soon as I saw it, it, it did instantly give those vibes of, okay, this is a sci-fi shooter, roguelike, Dark Souls-like game. And it just instantly appealed to me. And it, I was like, okay, this is definitely on my radar. 
And then kind of like what James was saying, when they had their most recent like demo or gameplay showcase or whatever you want to call it, trailer, uh, it, it really sealed the deal for me. I'm like, this is it. This is a day one purchase for sure. And I was definitely not disappointed. It did live up to the expectations for sure. Um, it, it, yeah, it's pretty much what I was expecting. A little less Dark Souls than I was expecting, but definitely the roguelike, you know, that sort of roguelike experience that I, I was looking for. It was, it was great. Yeah, I I kind of like went almost in a reverse way, I would guess, is like I was really hyped. And then as it got closer to launch, I became more skeptical because then I started realizing like, okay, this game l is looking more and more challenging every time they like had shown off gameplay. And when they did show off that big chunk of gameplay for the first time, I was like, really like, man, that looks incredible. But for Luke, is that going to be a game that he's going to be able to take on and um, you know, now that I've gone into it, I realized really early on, it was it's like, it wasn't regret, but it was just like, okay, what did I get myself into here? Maybe I should have let it simmer a little bit before and to see if it was my type of game, um, hear what people had to say, say of it. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't have the regret. I'm glad that I bought it. I'm glad I've like, could be part of the conversation and, and see how this game will, could possibly evolve. Um, if they, do add anything to because that that is the rumor right uh that's kind of floated around online um which we can talk about a little bit later all right well let's let's talk about the gameplay so the gameplay loop for those who have not really seen returnal or watched any sort of gameplay and don't understand what returnal is it's like a third person action roguelite and what and it we're, we're throwing around that that word and basically, Adam, you're, why don't you kind of explain what roguelite means as a definition, and then you can kind of explain how Returnal has a t how, how its take is on that genre. Yeah, so you hear roguelikes and roguelites a lot. And so what roguelikes are is that, think like Spelunky, right? As you play through, the only way that you get better at the game is by getting better, literally getting better at the game. You have to level up as a player and a person to get better and progress further into those games. Any unlocks are purely cosmetic, like characters that you unlock in a game like Spelunky. It's just purely cosmetic. There are no, there's nothing that you unlock later in the game. Everything is just there. And it's up to you to gain the knowledge to get further, to just get better, become more familiar with the stages. Cause every time you die, you are back to essentially nothing. And it's up to you again to be better and to, and to have more knowledge of the game to progress further. Uh, roguelites, on the other hand, typically have some sort of mechanic or element that carries over to another run with you. So it could be, uh, in the case of something like the Binding of Isaac, right? You, you unlock an item that you can find in another run that gives you different power-ups. Uh, it's the same thing with like Rogue Legacy. You can obtain sometimes in the case of rogue legacy you would obtain currency that you can then spend between runs that will give you permanent bonuses to health or damage or unlock new characters that do have some sort of gameplay value to them instead of just cosmetic differences so returnal definitely falls in that roguelite although it's very minimal i would say uh, because most of what you carry with you is going to be 
uh, removed at the end of a run. You're not getting any permanent stat bonuses. Uh, there is one form of currency that carries over, but the I'd say maybe like the primary form of currency does get removed at each uh, at each death. The power-ups that you collect along the way, those are removed aside from a select few, but for the most part, you're losing everything when you finish. But there is enough there that you can unlock to open up in other runs or to have permanently equipped that it is it definitely falls in the roguelite category right yeah and, and with each run you know you're basically it's procedurally generated right so each kind of these biomes uh, they're like kind of like environments right that uh, they they're they're kind of each each biome is is a different kind of atmosphere and environment and um you know when you go into them they're procedurally generated at some point. Well, at least with me, I could tell you all there is to know about the ancient ruins because I have <laughs> like probably studied every square inch that I can so far of the square uh, ancient ruins. But um, yeah, so, you know, and then you, you do get things that you can then realize, oh, there's certain parts that I couldn't access in, in some of these rooms that I went into that now I have items that can kind of get me to those locations within them. So even even though you go into these biomes, you kind of have to go through, at least I don't know how the game changes, uh, at least with the first two, go, you have to like, when you die in the second biome, you're back at the ship, starting at the first biome, you gotta go through the first biome, make your way back into the second biome and, and try to make your way, you don't just start at the second biome. So I'm assuming that's the same case with third biome fourth biome fifth biome guys now the the difference is that your progression to open up those biomes is permanent so oh, okay. you don't have to necessarily beat the boss of the first biome every time you want to get to the second biome yeah um, yeah so there's yeah. there's yeah so there's things like that that can kind of create little shortcuts to where you can get to another biome a lot quicker than it took you to get there the first time around yeah my my thing with it that's so annoying is is like when you go into the next round, say you die on a run, yeah, you've had that like unlocked because you beat that biome's boss, but it's like that door to get to the second biome could be in like the third room you get into, or it could be in the tenth room, and it's like it it can be frustrating because you can go room to room. It doesn't lock down the room and you have to defeat all the enemies, except for in certain occasions, it does do that. And so you can stumble across a room where it's like, hey, you got to defeat all the enemies in here. Like you can't run, you, you, you got to take them on. So that can be frustrating when I'm like, I'm trying to get through the second biome, but like I'll get a, a seed that's like, Oh my gosh, we're in like the 10th room and I'm just trying to get back to a spot that I'm way past already. Like, <laughs> yeah, anyways. So the thing is though, like if if you're in a run where, where it's taking you 10 rooms to get to the door to the second biome, that's 10 rooms where you're potentially collecting yeah. power-ups yeah, that will for sure. benefit you going into that, that segment. Whereas if you find the door to biome two right off the bat, you might be going in there somewhat, you know, light. Mm-hmm with your your power-ups your weapons things like that you in which case you might go in and just get totally destroyed because you don't have enough going in there to give you an advantage yeah they do give you that little boost it's not enough but it's like they'll like you pick up an item in the first area of every biome that just ups your proficiency so at least you're not starting off completely uh, yes hamstrung mm -hmm. but yeah no even with like 
uh, sequential runs, I will go through a biome that I've already cleared just to collect enough of the uh, upgrades or whatnot, get my health up, get my um, a couple parasites on me or whatever, and then move on to the next level, yeah. the next biome, I guess. So... I don't know if you guys want to talk a little bit more about like some of the gameplay, specifically the enemies. So within, you guys have seen way more enemies than I have. Um, I have only seen, you know, a select few from the first and second biome. And the enemy design is, is pretty interesting. I don't know if you guys have any ones specifically that you wanted to talk about. Um, but all the enemies f that I've seen so far... Uh, basically are shooting projectiles at you and you kind of are platforming to avoid these while you're either shooting back at them. Um, there's You can use melee so you can kind of try to platform your way towards them. There's a dash function, um, but there's a lot of platforming in just trying to avoid these projectiles that are being shot, shot at you by the enemy. So uh, James, like, was there a specific enemy or group of enemies that like you wanted to talk about maybe a boss or anything that like really grabbed your attention. First of all, I'm going to talk about the worst enemy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. So, and you've seen it, Luke. You've okay. seen it. I guarantee. Uh, this guy gives me so much trouble and it's insane how much trouble they give me. It's the, uh, I can't remember what they're called off the top of my head, but they, they look like cloakers from Dungeons and Dragons. They're these giant, like, bat manta rays, and they just kind of hover around. Yeah. And then for a brief second, they'll glow and then fire at you real <laughs> fast, like their whole body. And I don't know what about it is. It is. I can't get the timing right to dodge them. And, like, they make a sound, everything. There's audio cues. Yeah. There's visual cues. But the problem is they all swarm around you, like, in a circle, like a bunch of bees. And there's probably eight of them in an area plus enemies that are shooting at you. So it's, I just find it so hard to like focus on all of them. And it's always the one behind me that's going to be dashing at me. So I'll hear a noise dash and oh, it was the wrong noise. And then it hits me or <laughs> I, too early. And God, I hate them so much. I, I've done runs where I've, I've passed a, like a, the portal to the next area. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to collect some items open the next door, just a bunch of bats. And I'm like, screw this, turn around, get back into that <laughs> yeah. portal. I'll go to the next level. I'll take my chances. <laughs> yeah. Those, because... those, those ones are giving me a pain too. So like the fact that you mentioned them, I, I had a brief rage moment with those enemies too. <laughs> they don't, they don't, uh, they don't, they rarely kill me. Yeah. But they they're just more of a nuisance. Yeah. Take out so yeah. much of my health. I'm always <laughs> trying to play catch up. Um, so yeah, that one specifically, it was a uh, <laughs> was one that I'd want to talk about, but as far as like the, um, I think they're um, Kira Kiraonix or whatever the the big dog like creatures that uh, mm. that glow and shoot shoot at you. I actually really like their design, and I find them really like the way they move around the level, everything from their tentacles and like just the way they the, their legs are literally just a series of tentacles that have become legs. And uh, I don't know, just the way they move. And I enjoy fighting them, even the hard ones, because uh, it just, I, I see, I 
I like watching them while I fight them. So right, yeah. it's kind of like visually pleasing. Yeah. And I felt that way about the first boss as well. Uh, Shrike or Frike. Yeah. His name was. Yeah. Um, fighting him. I really liked his aesthetic. I liked it. So like even losing to him and knowing that I had to get back up to him. I was like, you know what? I don't mind it because yeah. I get to like, I feel like I'm in the presence of something really cool and, and uh, just watching each because each boss has their stages, right? And watching them like get a little bit more worked up or aggressive. Anyway, those those are some of my favorites. Nice. Yeah the 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 um the amount of like tentacles in this game is like they are not shine on the tentacles. So if like tentacles creep you out, I'm gonna say like. Maybe avoid Returnal because pretty much everything has tentacles. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Adam, how about you? <laughs> uh, I would say for me, the uh, maybe the, the ones that kind of annoy me the most are not the not the flying bat ones that that James talked about, but there's another flying enemy in the the ruins that uh, just that. And again, not to get too spoily, but there's more powerful versions of them later uh that just absolutely drive me nuts they absolute craziness um i hate them i hate them so much because they'll there's there's always a ton of them there's always you you walk into a door and boom you're getting swarmed by these things and the projectiles that they shoot are extremely disruptive <laughs> can be very hard to dodge when there's a lot of them going off at once and uh, basically requires good good dodging and good jumping, or you're going to take a lot of hits. And so they they can be kind of difficult if you can't sort of pick them off one at a time, or or sort of sort of funnel them into like a small small space. Uh, they also are pretty good at not letting you do door cheese because of their projectile types. And and again, that's sort of on the the upgraded version of them i guess you could call them uh but yeah they they take away some of the potential door cheese and the ones some of the ones i like the most are called the severed so as you kind of explore you find that there was a sort of like sentient race uh kind of reminiscent of like the chozo from the metroid series where there's a lot of lore there's ruins technology that they've had but there's a group of them that basically had their minds warped and turned them into crazies. And they uh, killed all the other ones that were sane. <laughs> and so you'll come across them and they're, they're fairly rare, but they are, they're, they're quite powerful. They have a, a very wide range of moves that, you know, one second they're shooting at you from across the room. And then all of a sudden they're teleporting behind you and they're trying to do like a melee strike. So their, their moveset is really varied. They're super cool looking. The lore behind them is fantastic. So I, I like them a lot. They can also be extremely challenging though. Uh, and again, later in the game, they get even more so. Uh, and then pretty much all the bosses. I love the bosses in this game. The design, the challenge, uh, just the overall sort of dread that you get when you walk into a boss chamber. It's, it's also good. Like the, the atmosphere that comes with it. And, and again, the, the design on them is fantastic. The biome two boss is one of my favorites along with biome four, which um, was just really, really interesting. The biome four boss was really interesting. Uh, there's also, 
this will be spoiler, but there's a boss that was very, very cinematic, I guess you could call a little bit of a pain to fight. Not much, I will say not much fun to fight, but the, the sort of set piece moment that it had with it was pretty incredible. So that'll be fun to talk about a little bit later, but yeah, bosses all fantastic. Um, and kind of worth playing just, just for those fights. I will say a little bit of a flex here. The biome two boss was the only one to beat me. Uh, all the other bosses I killed on first try, every single one of them. <laughs> okay, well now is my chance to like <laughs> when I get to the biome boss in 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 the second biome, I'm beating him first try, Adam, so I can at least hold that <laughs> above you, <laughs> just to so, you know. <laughs> and here here's kind of the funny thing too is that there are sort of like reanimators that you can you can interact with in each biome where you spend some of your permanent currency that you get to sort of revive within that biome with the your gear that you had so fortunately i had used that so when i died i didn't have to reset my run uh i don't know if that counted as a death or not by the by the game standards but i did go back up and i i tore it a new one the second time around didn't stand a chance um but yeah it was it was a really fun fight though i will say that very cool fight yeah, Luke, don't worry about it because uh, Adam's just lying. He <laughs> the uh, the second the second boss is totally easy. Yeah, I beat on my first try. Oh, look at that! It's, it's probably one <laughs> probably one that you could beat first try. It's really not all that difficult. I got sort of uh, confused by the second phase, and I took a lot of damage, and uh, so so yeah. I think honestly, you probably could do it first try. I think it was fairly easy. In retrospect well i can pretty much guarantee you right now that if 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 i ever see the boss i won't be the first try i can guarantee you <laughs> you can do it Hopefully. yeah we'll no, you, got, you gotta have confidence yeah it's all about getting that like that perfect run where everything keeps lining up all your powers just keep uh working together mm -hmm. and that's the thing is i actually the run that i beat that bot the second boss on was I beat the first boss on stream for the first time, and I was stoked. Everybody was watching me. And then I was like, well, I got to go do what I'm actually supposed to be streaming. <laughs> so I, I put the game into sleep mode, and literally after my stream, I popped it back on. I continued playing, and that run, just everything just started working for right. me. Working, got through the that boss in the second biome, got into the third biome, got to the boss of the third biome, just got wrecked. And I was like, oh, well, that's the end of that train. Yeah, yeah. And I got stuck there, right? And that, like, trying to get back to the third boss right. every time. And, uh, yeah, just never got that same flow until the other night. And, uh, yeah. The so Biome like... 3 boss, being able to, having one-shotted that is is really the, the thing that I like to hang my hat on. Getting that fight first try, um, I think that was that was a pretty good accomplishment. That, yeah, that's that's insane. I I see what happened is I made it to the boss in the first biome on like my third or fourth run. Like I, I, I felt like I was whenever I you got like the sword or whatever from that point on, I was like, yeah, I was feeling good. And then when I got to the boss and died, it's just like it just is such a crush because it's like you know what you 
took to get there. And, you know, some runs you get to a boss quicker than others, but that particular one, I did have a run where I was like getting lots of upgrades. I had saved lots of uh, currency up and it just, it was like, this is the run. And it wasn't, and it wasn't, it like, it just, it, it makes you so upset. And it, it's, it's definitely one of those games that, um, you know, when you have a game like Celeste, that's very challenging, right? You die, you start back over and you're, you're just moving along, right? With this, it's like, you stare at the screen and you see the ship falling and crashing down to the earth. And you're just like, you feel empty. You feel like <laughs> nothing in this wor- world is worth living for. It's just, it's such a crush. Cause you know that, you know, that progress has been, has been totally, has been gone. And, you know, I'm being dramatic, but it, it's true. It, it can be, that's the tr- tough thing with these, these, this, this genre, right. Is, is that that's just what these games are and so yeah I, i'm confident i will get get those runs going to 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 progress a little further than i have been i mean if you want to look at it this way luke at least the uh the the gameplay story like the story of the game reflects the exact emotions that you are going through as a player right every yeah. time you you restart you have that moment of where because she, she's she's conscious of what's going on, and she constantly keeps like finding like versions of herself that are that are going through the same sort of like I'm I'm crushed. The weight of the world is on me, and I can't do anything. I'm stuck in this, yeah. this loop doing the same thing over and over. And uh, and very similar to Dark Souls, like she's going hollow on the inside from this repeti- repetition mm-hmm. without success right right so if i if you keep with it i i'm gonna keep with it it's i've i keep playing it like i don't think i've played it every day but i've played it almost every other day and you know i I feel good like i'll I'll have a a moment where like hey let's let's go for it and sometimes i'll play for it for like three hours and it's like okay i whatever i didn't make it we still like, I feel like I improved on my skills. And there's other times where it's like, I just have that short patience. So I just need to find a, a good time where I'm nice and relaxed. I'm not stressed going into it. You know, I have that clear mind and I can just, just get it. But what I want to ask you guys actually is this game in terms of difficulty and accessibility, I, that's where I kind of want to turn the conversation and, we, and then kind of, Selfishly, I want to ask for some tips that you guys might want to share. Um, so this game got a lot of press when it released uh, in terms of it's it being a challenge, right? Not everyone's an Adam Palooza over here, just like one shot in the third biome, you know, whatever, brushing the, the dust off the, the shoulders here. But, you know, it, it is challenging. That has been a consensus that it is, um, you know, uh, some people have, have found it difficult to to progress in it, like I have, and uh, you know that that there there's a question of like, okay, adding save states would that change the game? And then there's that argument of like, well, that could possibly uh, that kind of ruins the vision that the developer had for this game, right? They want that it was designed to to be played in in cycles or runs, and it. it plays into the the story of the game i'm sure right with 
your character is crashing on this planet over and over again. And I don't know how the story unfolds, but I'm sure that is part of it, right? It is that, that gameplay mechanic of running over and over again. But when we talk more of accessibility, so the, the other side of it is like, yes, it is challenging, but there's this, you can't save it. All you can do, and the game actually gives you this warning when you boot it up, is, hey, in if you're in the middle of a cycle, you put your PS5 into rest mode so that you can boot, pull up the game back up and continue your cycle. Otherwise, if you completely powered it off, whatever, uh, or close the, the game down and reopen it, you would have to start a fresh new run, obviously. Um, so what do you guys think of that? Do you think there is a, an argument there? Uh, in terms of that, because, you know, there's some people that don't necessarily have an hour to sit down and complete a whole entire run, right? Some runs can last upwards to 90 minutes, right? An hour and a half just to get through one biome, um, if you're lucky. Uh, so what do we think of that? Um, I, for one, can't really say too much. I am... Um... As far as like visual, audio, and uh, like with my hands, I'm I'm fine, right? I'm not. I don't have. I have both my hands. I have great vision, um, I, and I, I can hear fine. So, the uh, it's really hard for me to say as like not a disabled person whether like the the challenge is too hard for those sort of people. But as far as like difficulty as just an average player for to a casual player, I think that yeah maybe there should be a save not not a save state um the sort of the thing that nintendo does where they you can save it but as soon as you turn it back on and open up that save that save you had is deleted and just just so you can save your place right so if you're in the middle of a good run and it's you've been playing for two hours and you're like buy them five and you're like really stoked and you think you're doing good but, oh, shit, you got all of these other obligations you got to do. For me, my kids come over and they want to play games on the PlayStation. And I can't be like, oh, just I'll make you suffer after I finish my run. I <laughs> I have to literally like, all right, I got to stop doing. I guess this is it. This is the end of the run. And so I have to wipe it and yeah. have them open up a new game. Right. And so having that that save state. So it goes, oh, you left off here continue or restart a run having that option would be a nice change so i can <laughs> i can game a little without having to okay i know i'm gonna have my kids tomorrow i better finish this run or just die so i can <laughs> move on right yeah um i think something like that would help a lot especially just for like the people with time management problems but i don't as far as the uh, other kinds of accessibility what visual and uh, options for people who, who have di difficulties using a controller. I, I can't speak to that. How about you, Adam? Yeah, um, it, it's it's tough. It, I, I kind of get it. Yeah, if there's a way to keep people from, that you can add sort of like a save state without letting people cheese it, like, oh, I'm going to save here, but if I die, I'm going to do something to load this save back up and start from where i left off because i do think that defeats the purpose and the vision of the game uh and then kind of the the counter to that too is yeah if you're going straight from bio one straight through biome two straight through biome three the runs are going to be pretty long um 
However, there is permanent progress that carries over between each run, right? Like we were kind of saying, once you get, well, essentially once you unlock a biome, you can get there much faster, you know, in subsequent runs than you could before because you have that permanent progression that carries over. So your runs, as you play more, are going to get shorter and you're not going to have to go through biome one, all of biome two to get to biome three. It does shorten, it does tighten up a little bit and uh it, there there are ways to sort of sort of create shorter chunks of runs uh however again like james was saying you know if you have family someone else wants to use a playstation i definitely see the problem there i am fortunate that i don't really have that problem my wife has no interest in the playstation and my son doesn't really he's he's typically if he's playing a console it's probably the switch uh so i don't have that issue right now so i mean Again, I guess I'm I'm kind of speaking from a place of privilege where I didn't have to worry about that, but uh, I'm at a point now where my runs are fairly short because I'm, you know, just, I mean, granted, I'm looking for very specific things at this point. So it's like, if I don't get it then and I die, it's no big deal. I reset, whatever. Uh, so the runs for me are actually fairly short right now as I'm trying to do a little bit of a scavenger hunt. Um, but as far as like difficulty goes, I, again, uh, <laughs> I personally don't find it all that difficult. Um, I, I think if anything, if they if someone was complaining about not being able to play the game because of how hard it is, I think there there's a really nice tool that they could do. They could take a page straight out of the the book of Hades, essentially, where Hades has a mode that you can turn. I think it's called God Mode or something, right? It doesn't it make is. you invincible, but what it does is it gives you a permanent twenty percent damage reduction, and every time you die that increases by like 5%. So the more you die, the stronger your damage reduction is going to be, the easier it's going to be for you to get through a run. So they could do something similar to that, or they could say, okay, we're going to turn on a mode where you have uh, health upgrades carry over between runs or something. So you have more health. Like there's, there's tweaks that they could make to make it easier because there is no difficulty setting in this, right? Everyone is playing on the exact same difficulty. So there are gameplay mechanics that they could add in that wouldn't be, you know, necessarily, okay, here's an easy mode, but here's something that will give you permanent stat increases or something similar to that that will make your next runs easier. So I think there are things that they could do without um, making the game easier from a, a difficulty standpoint. Yeah, the there was... The reason why I wanted to bring up the accessibility thing is because... Is uh, I I saw a little bit of chatter of it on Twitter, and then kind of funny, Greg brought on Steve Saylor, blind gamer, to talk about it um, a little bit, specifically with Returnal, and it kind of just like made me think about it in a way. And it, every time that a big game like this comes out, I feel like the conversation of accessibility should be had on some level um, because we we hit we've already hit a point in the industry where accessibility options have been have been like there's a foundation been laid right there are some games out there that have done some really great things when it comes to accessibility um and that should just be like a staple now in games and in systems right so yeah the fact when you have a really challenging game there there is that debate but like you know these these people uh d again depending on their disability and how they're impeded it 
you know, it can vary to, to person to person, but they're definitely going to have a more challenging time playing the game than any three of us. So yeah, give give some of those things if you know that the game is already has that tough, uh, you know, difficulty curve for, you know, people uh, that wouldn't have any things inhibiting the way they play. So yeah, I, I, I just, I just wanted, I wish that they had something like that. And the thing is, is it's harder to add it in after these, these developers need to think of these things ahead of time because it's way more difficult to add in things because it can totally change all the systems underneath it just by changing, you know, something like, um, increasing the font size or, adding uh adding a colorblind mode in or something like that like it could just break the game apart so i just i I hope that you know steve sailor those people keep having conversations over games like that and it's not to to, like drag returnal into like oh they don't have any of that there but it's it's the conversation started because of how the game is and and with that challenge so um i don't i i think if like just have like the the options there because then you can open it up to more people possibly. Um, but then again, I do see what you're saying, Adam, when it, it is the, the vision of the developers, they had this intention of a game being played a certain way. Um, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough. So I don't know. Do you guys think they're going to update the game and add those things in? I think they might. I know they had a uh, they commented on what was it the uh, Reddit thread of everybody complaining about it and they did say like we hear you mm-hmm. um, nothing's changing right now yeah. but just keep enjoying the game I think at that point as soon as they've spoken up about it they kind of have to do something right even a little something right yeah. and uh, I I know it's it's such a funny subject because it's like that challenge of like accessibility versus the artistic integrity and it, i just really hope they can find a way that can blend them both yeah because i i don't think difficulty should gatekeep people from playing a game and yeah. like i'm i'm a terrible gamer like i'm not <laughs> good at games um the only thing that helps me win games is the fact that i just i'm bullheaded enough just to keep trying yeah keep yeah trying. <laughs> um, I've beaten all of the Dark Souls games. I've beaten Bloodborne. But, God, if I ever had to PvP uh, actual players in that game. (laughs) (laughs) Different story, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, and, yeah, I I agree. Like, I, again, yeah, I don't want, because it's it's a really good game, and and just like the Dark Souls and, and Bloodborne games, like, yes, they're, they're very challenging, but the difficulty does gatekeep people, and and it's a shame, like, but they've never, you know, they, that's their vision and that's what they're doing. And I'm not saying, you know, that that's right necessarily. Like, I, I think there should always be a way to allow people to play through the game. The, I think the problem with Returnal is if you take that element out, the the dying and repeating thing, you're going to have a very, very short game. On the other hand, as it is now, for a lot of people that are playing, it's becoming a very, very long game for them to play. And there has to be a bit of a middle ground, I think. So maybe like kind of what we were saying before, like when you go to another biome, like if you just kind of, uh, if you, let's say you find the door to get the biome to within the third room, 
you get in there and it gives you a proficiency bonus once you get in there to kind of help catch you up to that biome's level. So they could do other things. They could give you free, you know, relics that, that would increase maybe some of your stats, or they could give you free health upgrades to go along with it. I think there are things that they can put in this game that would allow people to uh, be able to find it a little bit easier, but still maintain, you know, the, the challenge of the enemies within each area, but just giving you more tools essentially for free um, if you need them between, uh, you know, at the start of each of the biomes or whatever. So it's just an idea. And and even looking at Dark Souls, like I don't know, and that just franchise in general, I don't know what they could do to make it more accessible and like maintain their vision of the game. I'm not sure what could be done there aside from maybe just a difficulty setting. But maybe that's what it is. Like maybe there just need to be difficulty settings in every game. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, that's a bad thing. Like, I don't think having a difficulty setting in Dark Souls would change mo most people's experiences. I think even on easy, it should be like the enemies still have the same attack patterns. Maybe you just have like a you you absorb a bit of damage, right? You um you have like a percentage that uh, gets ticked off from each enemy attack, and it allows you to take a few extra more hits that a regular player would be knocked down at, right? And maybe that's all they have to do with this one, right? Like, like you were mentioning, having items like a few items at the beginning of a biome. Well, occasionally you run through the the uh, on one of your runs, you'll run into one of those uh, those machines where you have to spend your currency to get a power up. Like maybe it's um, a fifteen percent uh, damage reduction or a cooldown reduction. Maybe you find more of those that don't cost anything. Because occasionally you run into them, and maybe mm -hmm. on an yep. easy mode you can have it set, so more of them show up like outside of the shop. Mm -hmm. They're the free version rather than the you have to spend obletes or whatever they're <laughs> whatever the currency is called. Yeah, <laughs> and I, that might be a way to make it a little more more accessible. Yeah, those are all great ideas, and if they implemented any of those things you guys mentioned, I think that would. Uh, it would it would help me and the thing is is like my runs are are so inconsistent it's just, it's not like it's the same spot i'm being challenged by it's just like i it's luck of the draw i've had some really good runs um but it's just yeah it, it really depends on those drops how much currency you're making there's so many little systems in there so i think i just need to like go through them and like focus on all of them and 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 just like grind those out uh, every room I, I can. Um, yeah, I think like I because I in the second biome, I got to the like top of the mountain or whatever you want to call it. Um, so that's got to be like pretty close to the end of that biome, maybe like I was like I'd progressed even at the top. I went into two rooms past that. So like uh, I'm like so close. And then, yeah, anyways. Let's talk a little bit about the PS5 DualSense and some of the, um, you know, things like haptic feedback and the triggers. So what's really cool with this game is the, the adaptive triggers. And it's really cool because basically when you are aiming uh, the gun, you're using left trigger like you would normally, or wait, yeah, like you would normally in a game. And when you press it, it, basically the trigger goes half down 
and there's like some tension preventing you. Yeah. So if you're watching the video version, James has it right here. So it like it depresses like half the way down. And then um, if you push it all the way down, there's like a click almost um, that will actually use a power up for whatever weapon that you're using um, when it's all the way depressed. So that's kind of a cool function of like going back and forth. You, you can shoot from the hip. You can press down that left trigger. It will bring bring up your, your reticle or you can press all the way down, get that that power shot or whatever. Um, so what do you guys think of that? Is that a cool thing? Adam, you said that at the beginning you weren't really sure about it, but then as time progressed, you kind of got more used to it and, and kind of liked it. I hated it at first. I hated it so much because I was always accidentally triggering my alternate fire. Yeah. Or after I've already used it and I'm pressing it down and like you're waiting for it to recharge and I'm like, why am I not shooting anything? Yeah. It's because it was trying to use my alt fire and it wasn't available. So I had to really get used to feeling that sort of uh, pushback in the middle of the, the trigger press. And you know, it, it really took some getting used to. I mean, in the end, yeah, I, I kind of I, I got used to it and I kind of came around on it a little bit. I still feel like maybe it could have been mapped to something else because I feel like there's plenty of buttons still left on the controller that could be used for an alternate fire. So I don't know that it's entirely necessary, but it is a good showcase of what the controller mm -hmm. can do. And I think we're going to see a lot of this in... Uh, in all sorts of games, you know, from Call of Duty to um, really any kind of shooter, Last of Us games, yeah. uh, Horizons, like the the applications are endless. Ratchet and Clank, I'm sure we'll, you know, mm -hmm. probably see something similar. So um, it'll definitely be interesting to see how it works. But yeah, I, I did come around on it a little bit. Um, it's still like maybe not the most favorite thing. There's probably an option to turn it off if you really want to. I didn't bother looking for it. It, it was really fine really so yep <laughs> yeah pirate man in twitch chat says it's like a fuller version of the gamecube shoulder buttons but now with 20 years of being more of a normal thing sounds super cool <laughs> yeah that's a good point because they also gamecube i forgot they were kind of like yeah yeah look, they look were. at james <laughs> is just pulling out all the controllers <laughs> <laughs> he's like a flight attendant with the demonstration yeah exactly he's doing yeah too. <laughs> like the captain's talking and he's like yeah i loved it yeah. i absolutely loved it and yeah it did take a little bit of getting used to because yeah my brain and <laughs> my brain is old and it takes a bit of time to to learn the new tricks right but yeah after i got used to it and just realizing oh i can just tap a little bit for uh my shoulder or for aiming down sights and then hold it down for that special i loved it i've been talking about it like saying like oh man if i if they can just integrate this into other games i play a bit of apex legends every now and again and me and my buddies always complain that the grenade button is set to like the d-pad and you have to like pull out your grenade yeah. and then do it separate and be it's all because they swapped the grenade button in most games for your your old your powers or right, whatever right. in the game, right? Because each character has powers. Well, now just tuck their grenade button on the back of one mm -hmm. of these uh, these triggers, and oh, it's just going to be so smooth. 
So this game. See how often like... people accidentally throw grenades. Then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you switch it around so your your specials are on the end yeah. of it, right? But, but yeah, the uh, <laughs> it's just such a nice little feature, and I'm and I think that it's like you're tucking two two button presses into one move, and if they work um, synonymously with each other, like in Returnal, you're going to be aiming down your sights to use your your gun anyway so to pull it down even further to unleash your special i think just makes sense Mm -hmm. but if it was like hold it down a little bit and you uh you aim down sights and then pull it all the way to jump i think that that would not work at all yeah right right (laughs) it would drive people nuts so i think uh i think it's all a matter of finding like what would work best with a half press compared to a full press yeah but I it, think it's brilliant. It, it'll be interesting to see if there's any games that let you map different functions to like the half press and the full press and see what kind of comment. Like what if there what if there is someone that maps the half press to aim down the site and the full press to jump? Like, I don't know. Madness. Maybe that could end up being a really useful, you know, option or combination. It'd be interesting to see what people come up with if that ends up being a thing. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I think I think we're gonna see like we're definitely gonna see this at least for the well for the lifespan whether this dual sense meets Sony's expectations or not every first party game from here on out is gonna have try to utilize that some way oh yeah um so yeah it was it was cool and like honestly like I I've been playing I feel like I've been playing mostly my PC I think you're in the same boat Adam um of kind of playing PC primarily and. Every time I go back to the dual sense, it's, um, you know, like feeling the vibrations in it and like the, the rumbles and stuff like within Returnal is also really cool. Like the, the feedback that it gives you and, and how it vibrates. And I don't know, it just, it, it really feels more immersive than what you got with the dual shock for Like, yeah. And it, it is too. Cause when, when you're in an area and it's raining in return, yes, you can feel yeah. just the very slightest great pulses point. of the rain, yeah. like on the controller. It's really fantastic. I love the controller. I don't love the form factor of it. Mm. It, it fatigues my mostly like my pinkies as I hold it. Yeah. I don't know about anyone else, but I definitely feel that fatigue in like the, I don't know, like the lower, the lower portion of, of my hand. Right. Um, but I mean, it's fine, but yeah, I can't do like super extended play sessions w- with it without feeling a little fatigued, but I love the tech that's in there. And I think it's, it has added definitely a layer of immersion in, in the games that it's been present. Definitely. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is going to be the next one that we're going to, that's going to be another showcase for that controller. So we'll see how they, they... well, they just had that state of play where they jammed the, Oh, right. Down yeah. The yeah. Like, exactly. Oh, by yeah. the way, your dual sense controller. And then five minutes later, also, if you use yeah. the dual, so like, there you go, oh, it's already, it's already happening. <laughs> and the it's game's happening. not even out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'm going to work towards wrapping this, this review up. Um, so I don't know if we maybe want to go around and talk about, dislikes like we've kind of been jumping all over the place here normally i'm more structured but we've kind of been i i I've like the flow of things tonight so uh i don't know like do you guys want to have any like disc dislikes that you haven't 
highlighted yet that you wanted to mention? Um, James has some really good ones. I I would like to to hear him give us his his dislikes. Sure, they're good. They're really good. Let's do it. Okay. Well, <laughs> the primary uh, dislike that really just kind of threw me off was the um, it's so there's an adrenaline system in the game. So the mo you every third enemy that you kill without taking damage. You get a point of adrenaline to a maximum of five, and at each point, you get a few bonuses. And it, it can be like you have a better chance at reloading your weapon. You have a, uh, you don't take, you get a shield on one of them sometimes. And I think they change it up uh, the last ones every once in a while. I've noticed different ones, but regardless of that, every time you hit a point of adrenaline, the screen flashes red with a with a sound. <laughs> and when a screen flashes red in a video game for me, I think I'm getting damaged. Sure, yeah. So I, I free, I'll have that moment of freak out, especially if I'm in the middle of like an intense fight. Uh, I'll see the screen flash red and I'll dodge randomly and usually put myself in a worse situation. But it's not me taking damage; it's the adrenaline ticking up. And I don't know why they chose red as the the color to flash the screen. With adrenaline, I felt like that's a little. Uh... <laughs> it's not like you know, Reverse. decades of video games have taught us that that means danger. <laughs> so that's that's one complaint I have, and I I, I have no problem if they come back and change it to a blue or something like that. Um, the other one is uh, when you run out of um, energy or whatever, or when you use your ultimate and it has to charge back up. And it takes a while. And if you actually hold down the button uh, all the way, you can hear it louder. Mm. And uh, if you don't, and it comes through the controller, the sound comes through the controller, which is cool. I like that immersion. I like, I like that controllers are doing that now. It makes you feel a little more connected to the game, especially if you're not wearing headsets. But uh, when it complete, like when it finishes, it is actually a really loud good job. And I think that something is attacking me or jumping out at me. And it's, it drives me nuts. Cause like, I'll be like moving through a fight or I'll be like trying, like looking for another enemy that might be in the room and that goes off and it scares the shit out of me. So <laughs> that's my other complaint is the fact that they probably could have used a softer, softer alert telling you that your weapons like charged up even a bing. Would yeah. have been better than the yeah. good chunk that yeah. they give you. Yeah, I will say the the adrenaline thing never really bothered me. Um, I I totally get it's a hundred percent a valid point. It just never really, never really gave me that sense like it did for you. But I will say when when your alternate fire charges back up and that sound plays, yes, <laughs> that has gotten me multiple times. It's like what what was that? And then it was like, oh yeah, it's just yeah. my my alternate fire charging back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say there was like my I think I haven't had a lot of time to like pick apart this game as much as I intended to for like a review. Obviously, completing it was like the big thing I haven't checked off yet. But, um, you know, I I really haven't had an I really liked how the story was starting to unfold, but, um. I do think that like with this game and I don't know how the story goes, maybe this changes, maybe you guys can correct me on this, but 
Um, because with my runs, having done so many of them, you know, I, I've encountered scout logs and I've, I've gotten some backstory on a little bit of the story, but I'm still very unknown to what's going on. Um, but also, you know, the, the time between <laughs> my last scout log to, to now was like, such a long time ago so it's like i can't remember like what her last kind of like discovery was on 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 what's going on and what this world is and who these sentient beings that she's encountered like you know i i i just feel like it disconnects a little bit so i don't know if you know later in the game with that time kind of shortening like you said adam with less time having to go through everything like it it starts to fill quicker and the story doesn't feel as disjointed but that's just kind of how i am with the story right now um and so that would be like a dislike i have but again could be corrected if you know i get to see what that plot is did did you guys like the story overall like um is it is it really good some of the the way it's been going like i haven't finished it yeah but i know (laughs) so i haven't seen everything yeah but uh, I've I've absolutely loved everything I've seen about it. Like, and then that's the funny the funny thing is like I did, I came in that was the lowest thing on the totem pole for me right. was that was really knowing the story like oh there's you see the clips of the old house and stuff like that in the trailers mm-hmm. it's like I don't I don't care about it let's see the monsters let's see what I'm going up against but the more I'm playing I find myself playing for those moments yeah playing for those like. That those brief little sections where you're going to see like, oh, an audio log and she's going to talk about like her mental state at that like time. And it's always about where you are. It's always referencing like kind of the room. It's not just a uh, a blatant statement. It's always uh, you're always progressing. And I really like um, seeing her and she'll respond to it, which is really cool, too. Right. It's her responding to her own audio log. And something about that just, like, is just, like, I never want to be that person. I never want to get to that state of mind. And the ir- irony is she has. She already, she has yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's really funny, yeah, hearing her comments on the, the audio logs that she finds. Because, yeah, all the audio logs are her, um, at least the ones I've encountered. And, yeah, she, she'll she'll make comments on something just, like, doesn't make sense. And it's, like, what that, you... It made sense at one point because that's you lying on the ground dead. So, yeah, it's um, for our video watchers. <laughs> I almost said video listeners, but for our video watchers, I totally f- had B-roll planned and just pulled it up now. Uh, like this is like one moment in the game where there's like uh, you had just mentioned the old house uh, just totally misplaced in this like alien world. That part is really cool. Um, and that's what I want to know more of the story of like, there's this kind of astronaut that is like following you. And I'm really interested in seeing, seeing how that goes. Cause as, as you guys know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a really good story. And so uh, if this game has that and I can make it to the end roll credits, I, I'll probably look past all of this, you know, these last 15 hours of hell that I've had to work through at the beginning of this game because the payoff was worth it. So um. I'll just say this, Luke, if if you beat the third boss, the third biomes boss, there is a story beat after that that will really invigorate your desire. Okay, fair enough. 
I might have to do that tonight then. <laughs> yeah, we'll the, see. Uh, that, the house sequences are really good. I enjoy those a lot. One of my favorite things about the game, and you, you figure this out really quick, and we've talked about it with the audio logs, is that when the game starts and you see the, the, the ship crash and everything, we all assume this is this is our first trip onto the yeah. planet that, that, you know, you're like, here we go, we're about to explore. And then we find the audio logs and we find, we, you can see the bodies lying around from yeah. the pre, so it's like, oh, this isn't the first time she's been here like this. We're coming in in the middle, who knows how many runs, you know, like she's had already here on this world. And we're just experiencing it how like down the line from where she started. And uh, that really, I thought was so cool. That was really interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess it had to be done, right? Because how else are you going to get audio logs? Um, That's a good point. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's no other people that have been here before. Yeah. It's really cool because it, it gives you two perspectives. You're hearing her as she's relaying her thoughts. And then you get the afterthought of not knowing the context of the situation. Mm-hmm. It's really neat. Um, okay, cool. Oh, do we want to uh, compare compare stats? Oh yeah, good oh. call. Let's, let's do that now. So yeah, in, in the ship, when you start off, there's a portion where you can kind of go over to a computer and it, it basically pulls up all your stats, play time, how many rooms you've explored, how many uh, enemies you've killed. Um, so... James, why don't you go first with sharing some of your stats? Oh, okay. <laughs> so I've uh, I've played for a total of one day, tw- two hours, 50 minutes, and uh, all the seconds just keep ticking up, so I'm going to ignore the minutes. But yeah, so about 26 hours. Um, I've eliminated 100 and... Oh, sorry, that was from the last hour. Um, I've eliminated 120 hostiles, three malfunctions, and over 1,000 oblites oblites collected uh accumulated data i have 32 deaths i have explored 211 areas i have eliminated 2197 hostiles uh my max adrenaline reached is 29 uh i have 439 successful overloads 71 malfunctions and 56 parasites i'm bad all right adam i'm saving mine for last because it's like the worst all right here we go it's flex time so keep in mind i have rolled credits on the game and i've done additional runs after the fact so the the death count that i give you is is actually somewhat less than from the time that it took me from start to finish or not really finished because I still need to get like the true ending or whatever. Um, but I have 22 hours, 41 minutes in to the, to the game, my accumulated data. I'm going to save my deaths for last. <laughs> Aries explored 243 hostiles eliminated 1,962 max adrenaline reached 29 successful overloads, 424, malfunctions 23 parasites 17 and my deaths again this is with post game okay okay <laughs> 18 oh my gosh that's really impressive dude so 18. probably figure like 13 14 wow. uh before before rolling credits yeah that's it 
Wow. Okay, here it is, everyone. I'll save my deaths for last because that's definitely my worst stat. <laughs> okay, so I've played for just shy of 14 hours. Um, keep in mind, only on second biome. Have not cleared the second chapter of this game. Um, I have explored 123 areas. I've eliminated a thousand or 1,839 hostiles. Uh, max adrenaline is 17. Successful overloads, 65. Malfunctions, 31. Parasites, 26. And my death count is currently at 57 deaths. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's... Uh, but you look at it, compared to uh, our hostiles, Adam... Like you, you have a much better KD than I do, <laughs> but I, my kill, my kill count is pretty good considering that I'm only on the second. You, you get, it goes to show so, how, how much I've been. So my lower kill count though, is a result of me going through several biomes only one time. Well, sure. Yeah. But that's what I'm showing is like, you can tell, yeah. see that I'm stuck in these biomes. Cause look at how many yeah. enemies I've killed with literally still several more biomes to complete so mm -hmm. <laughs> oh boy hey okay. oh yeah and i i i'd like to see like the percentages of like research he has on all of his enemies right <laughs> because the more you went you, you kill the enemies right. the more research you get on them and the more information like you can see in their level in the in the story so really Luke, you're getting a much richer you are uh, experience right. in the lore. <laughs> yes, so you're, you're, uh -huh. you get I'm, to he's not wrong. He's yeah, not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just be the king of lore then. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, yeah, it's it is true. Like there, it's just the sheer amount that, and the thing is, is I don't know. I I'm hoping that there is a part in the game where, like, in the other biomes where. I don't have this challenge because it's just like ever since I lost that edge or like lost that first boss fight, I just like I just haven't been able to like pull it together. And I've watched tip videos. I've like checked out strategies. I've watched other people play it. And I just I'm like what really comes down to is like I just cannot avoid the projectiles like my platforming. That's why I never really played a lot of 3D platformers uh, growing up is because I just, I'm not good. Um, and when you get into those situations where, uh, you know, you uh, there's like, you would fall to your death. Like you have to kind of hop to, to different spots while things are being shot. It's just like too much at once for me. So I just got to take it slow and easy and we'll get there. And hopefully, you know, next time, next week, on next week's episode, I can say that I'm in a different biome at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get it. Yeah. You'll get it. All right. Well, let's uh, let's finish off this review. I don't know if, uh, you know, with our reviews, we've typically kind of given a rating out of 10 just to kind of give you guys, the listener, an idea of what we think. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll start with you, James. You said this is possible game of the year contention. So having not completed it yet, what as of right now, what what would you what, what are you feeling like? I, I, I'm one of those people that hate numbers. I hate uh, that's numbers a, because that's you fair. See that's fair. So many, you see a game set at like a 10 and you're like, oh man, that's a 10. But then like years later, you see how dated and poor it was. And so, I don't know. I just don't. Just know don't, that I'm this not is. a huge fan. Yeah, that's I'll fair. Say, you don't have I'll to give a number a if you don't want to. Uh, okay. Uh, it's a nine. It's, it's up there with a 
It's a fantastic game. I'm absolutely loving the immersion. I love the everything from the controller to the the sound and the visuals. Like I was saying, like I'm a sucker for anything that's remotely Giger-esque, and they have this in spades. Um, so yeah, and the gameplay is just buttery smooth. So I'm I'm giving it a solid nine. Uh, I'm not giving giving it a ten or anything ridiculous like that, but there are some flaws that I think they can fix. And a biggest one is accessibility, and I really hope they do fix that so um, other gamers can experience the the excitement that I've been experiencing while playing it. So, uh, yeah, I'll give it a nine. Awesome, Adam. Yeah, I think that's a good score. I think I would also give it a nine. I I like most most things about the game there's very little that i dislike about it um if anything i would say that i just kind of wish there was more at this point Mm -hmm. um that's maybe potentially the big the biggest flaw that i have with it is that i just i just want more and it's it's so good the story is uh weird but intriguing like it's almost kind of like death stranding in the way of how weird it is but in a good way um I I really enjoy the the story of it. It's yeah, it it keeps me wanting to learn more and it keeps me wanting to to keep playing because there's more that I need to unlock and see and uncover and unravel the mysteries surrounding everything. So, even though I rolled credits, it doesn't give me the whole picture and I right. want to see the rest of that picture very badly. Nice. So, I like uh, I've said this whole thing, I haven't completed it, so I I definitely can't really give it that final number score but as of today playing it my thoughts are feeling like a five or six because it's been frustrating but that's uh it's uh it's an it's that's just my personal opinion now if we're talking as a game and we're talking of like what makes it up and being kind of more objective there i think it's really fat awesome and uh, yeah the eight or nine category like what review scores it was getting makes sense i'm glad that like housemark had this game that came out and um did really well with review scores and it's kind of putting them as a studio on the map even though they've been around for a while like you know the people are now knowing who they are and um if this is what they can make like man this studio could turn into like a huge powerhouse in the future as as long as uh sony continues to fund um fund really cool projects like Returnal, something that is a unique, um, unique and familiar, um, all the same. So yeah, that, that's where we're at, but you know, asterisks We're we're going to hopefully beat it and I'll give an update on the show. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you everyone to listening to our review of Returnal for PlayStation five. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking about it. And like I said, we're going to talk about it on the weeks to come. Um, remember tomorrow, May 13th, twitch.tv slash games are fun podcast, 6 30 PM mountain standard time, Lord, the King S dot and me, we're going to be talking about Pokemon snap and we're going to be sharing off some of our favorite pictures that we've, we've snapped. So make sure you, you, you check that out. Um, and I think that's it. So James, thank you so much, man, for coming on this show. It's we wanted to have you on for a bit. I'm glad that we could finally have you on. Uh, so thank you. And uh, where can people catch up with what you got going on? Uh, well, you can follow me at uh, on Twitter and on Instagram, both of them at Butlord Primus. 
sounds the way it's spe- or spelled the way it sounds. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Lord Primus. And then you can follow me on uh, on uh, on my Twitch channel, which is BLP Entertainment. So uh, twitch.tv slash BLP Entertainment. Perfect. And uh, yeah. Oh, thanks, Moobot, for the... <laughs> we got you <laughs> covered. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll definitely have to have you back on again sometime soon. Uh, maybe you and I can talk about a Resident Evil Village review episode or something Ooh. like that. That'd be fun. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'd love that. Great. Adam, how about you? Yeah, I'm on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch, all at AdamPalooza85, so you can find me there. Great. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at LukeAllenArm. And then you can also follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash LukeTheLlama. Uh, actually, if you're listening to this right now on Twitch, going to stream Village again tonight, I think. But go watch Butlord first, because I'll be on after him. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you also follow the show on Twitter at GamesAreFunPod, on Instagram at GamesAreFunPod. And you can also join our Games Are Fun Discord server. We are having conversations every single day over on our Discord server. James, you're over there. You're talking with us. Um, So it's a great place to be if you want to hang out with James, Adam, uh, and myself, and all the rest of the GAF crew and community. You can join by going to invite.gg slash gamesarefun, uh, and you can join. Talk about games, movies, TV shows, share pictures of food, uh, whatever we want. We're, it's a really fun place, so come and join. All right, James, Adam, thanks, guys, for, for joining me. And uh, this has been Games Are Fun Podcast, Returnal Review, and we will talk to you on our Pokemon Snap Review. I'll see you later.